0: Breaking into tech is not impossible. There is over 12.2 million people in tech today. But what should you do to become a data analyst? In this episode, we're going to give you all the tips to help you get your career started. Hi, everybody. It's Samantha and Phoenix, and we're back with another episode that you don't want to miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. We'll be diving deep into this topic, but before we do, if you're loving the podcast so far, we really appreciate it if you give us a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Okay, hi Phoenix. In a previous episode, we broke down what we would do if we were to break into tech all over again as software engineers. But the data analytics world is a whole different ball game. Phoenix, if you were to start all over to get to where you are now as a data analyst, what would be your first step?
1: I think for my first step, I would absolutely learn SQL first. For data, that's been one of the biggest game changers. Uh, They're all kinds of tools to use, but having a strong SQL knowledge helps to unify all of them. It helps to make you more accessible to all the different tools and all the
0: different companies. So I'd start there for sure. Yeah. What exactly is SQL for people who don't know?
1: Yeah. SQL, it's a structured query language. It's the SQL. SQL, it helps you to find data as well as to create tables with that data and to basically pull together all the different columns like you would in Excel. And you have all of your columns and all of the data in the various rows. And when you write a query and you are basically saying that you want this table to have these things organized in a very structured way.
0: So it's pretty much us talking with a language to the database. Is that correct? Yes,
1: exactly. And putting into like a clear,
0: like Excel-like table. Perfect. And then how did you learn how to code? How did you learn how to do SQL?
1: SQL, I ended up teaching myself because I was working for a company where we used Microsoft Access, which a lot of people don't know about, but it's basically Excel is kind of a flat 2D. The Microsoft Access is database where you could have all the various data and you can create tables by like selecting things in little like buttons and those buttons corresponded to certain SQL elements. So I decided to teach myself the SQL rather than rely on the Microsoft Access button.
0: And was there a formal education that you had? I also had a formal education. My master's in
1: analytics covered SQL in a class, but it wasn't very in-depth. It was just kind of showing us the bare bones, like architecture of it and like understanding like why it works, how it works. But the actual skill itself, I needed to use data camp was the one that I preferred most to learn how to do it. What is data camp? DataCamp, I think one of the best tools, actually, to get into data from various different languages, including Python and including just kind of like a how-to step-by-step. It's a place where you can go and learn from various teachers, kind of like there's a LinkedIn Learning, there's like Coursera. DataCamp is specifically for data languages and skills.
0: So is it free? Can we just go online and use it? It is not free, but I believe they do have
1: free like intro classes just to get started from there, it can can be really helpful.
0: So if I was supposed to like fast track into getting to data science, would you recommend going to the college route, going to the base camp route, or maybe trying just self-taught by yourself? I think the self-taught can be helpful. Self-taught.
1: And just staying connected to various networks, I think that's one of the best ways to get started. I know that when I started my master's degree, it was a very different ballgame by the end. I think that a a formal education will help with the confidence to say that I have this degree in interviews and such. But beyond that, the skills learned from just building a portfolio is top-notch, in my opinion.
0: Okay. Um, I would like to pick up on that portfolio thing in a second, but it sounds like... Because data and the field is moving so fast with technology that maybe formal education is not able to keep up how fast it's going? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It cannot keep up. <laughs> Well, that's okay. You mentioned that you should build a portfolio. Can you describe what you mean with that?
1: Mm-hmm. Building a portfolio, I think, is helpful from finding like public data sets online. And when you're able to find a data set and work with it, manipulate it in some way, and then show what you're able to discover based on that data is really helpful. And so for data scientist role, using some of the machine learning from Python pandas. If you are able to learn that (laughs) then you can apply those and show what insights you're able to to get. So I know one of the popular things to do is finding like tweets on Twitter and then analyzing them using natural language processing. You go in, and you try to tell like, is it a bot or not? Or uh, you're able to go in and say like, based on this topic, is it a, will it have more likes or more dislikes? So a portfolio shows you like, The range of skills that you can use, and that's what a lot of companies are looking for.
0: How many projects should you have in this portfolio?
1: I'd say at least three. Three projects, whether it's starting from scratch or whether it's just kind of like something that you can add on to show your own unique skill set, I think is best. When I was interviewing, it was helpful to have about two to three to talk about so that the interviewers could see various different like skills and opportunities.
0: Yeah, I'm a very big advocate of only having like, if you're trying to break into tech, only have maybe like one or two projects because interviewers don't have time to look at 100 projects. They only have time to look at one or two, but like to make them kind of hefty and big, like what would you consider like a solid portfolio Project?
1: Solid portfolio project. I would say, yeah, you definitely want something that is from like start to end where you can show everything, like what question you had, and go through the process to eventually some sort of like business decision or some type of answer to the question. So A nice hefty project could be looking at financial data, looking at there's a company that gives out free data about uh, space and about like satellite imagery, right? So finding something like that, there's a lot of free public data sets out there. And then being able to tell like, okay, based on these images and based on these distances, I have a friend actually who looked at crime data and looked at like police stop and frisk data and was able to like understand like where it was happening more often and to be able to tell like whether or not it was fair or unfair. And so, you know, find something that you can have some sort of like passionate drive towards to really enact change. And that passion shows through in interviews.
0: Yeah, I love that you said find something that you're passionate about working on. I think mean, that's always great when you're working on projects because you'll do it. <laughs> like if you're not passionate about water bottles, maybe don't do that. Maybe do a passion project about colorful hairstyles like we have. So yeah, You keep working on it. <laughs> I also want to bring up like sometimes a job posting would say like you need X amount of years in order to get this job. How would you go about gaining that experience if you never had a job before?
1: So without a job before, I would say that there's various relatable skills or transferable skills. So if you've never had a job before, let's say you're still in school, finding ways to like that those public data sets or something related to the school or related to just the life that you're living and finding ways to show that you can perform those tasks so public data sets online as well as just whatever's going on in your day-to-day life and if you do have a job like and it's not in data and you're trying to make a pivot there are often ways to get data like within your company and be able to show like what you can do with it. Where can people find these data sets? There are various online sites. One of them is Kaggle, K-A-G-G-L-E. And they also have all kinds of competitions. So... That's also a great way, actually, to get some experience because you'll get to work on something that there are various people all working on at the same time. And so you can either get some experience with working together with people or just having something where you're starting from, you know, start to end. You don't have to really discover your own questions. It kind of builds out a structure for you.
0: Another question that people, I guess I'm more of a myth when it comes to like breaking into tech is like, do you have to be great at math? Is that true for data analysts and data scientists? Ooh, so that is an interesting question. Yes and or no. <laughs>
1: okay. What I mean by that is for data scientists, it is, help, it is definitely helpful to know math and statistics. If you're going more of the data analyst route, that's one where you actually want more of a, like, artistic, creative, and storytelling personality. So those are, you know, you don't really need to have it for those. Like a curiosity for puzzle solving and like telling a story is helpful for all of it, but more math and statistics if you want that, you know, AI and machine
0: learning. That's okay. Y'all can't be great at math. And so we need some creative people out there as well. So what if you didn't end up liking the path that you went down of data analytics? What other fields would you suggest People who wanted to break into tech.
1: Ah, for breaking into tech, and let's say you go down data analytics. I would suggest there's also like product management. Like that's a role where you'll be involved with the building out and development of the product or of the app or of the site. But it'll have definitely like a different skill set, but still related. I'd also suggest sometimes you might want to go into the data, but in actuality, you want to do more of the the software development. I mentioned there's like, if you're using the visualization tools of like Tableau, Looker, Power BI, maybe you want more of the like creative and artistic side. One of my mentors actually wants to switch entirely from data to art, (laughs) to to painting, to drawing, like to get that creative outlet. So there's definitely ways to pivot.
0: Yeah, I love that tech, you could pivot so much to different fields. Thank you so much, Phoenix, for joining us again on this episode. Until next time. Bye.